0: Hi, I'm Garrett, and this is the College Football Flyover. Well, 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 week three is in the books. Gators survive in what was a Kentucky Fried Football type of game. We won 29-21 up there in Lexington. It's a crazy game. We all watched it. Let's uh, recap it just a little bit. Let's just look at the overall game first. Uh, For the first three quarters, it was a struggle bus game. Gators were driving the bus of struggle. Just couldn't do anything really well. And when we did, a couple times we scored, it was called back for penalties. Holding, of course, holding, (laughs) always. So we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot, and added to that, Kentucky just kept driving the ball. They were running through us like the Kool-Aid man through a brick wall. Just, we couldn't stop them. Of course, it doesn't help that some injuries happened uh, throughout the game. Obviously, the most notable one is Felipe Franks going down hard out for the season in the late third quarter. But the first defensive play of the game, our best defensive player, Zuniga, gets goes down with an ankle injury and he's out for the game. Then we had a targeting targeting ejection from Steiner. He was gone or safety. Not really an injury, but kind of like an injury because he's not back the rest of the game. One of our linebackers, Moon, got hurt. Just interesting game. I mean, in fact. I'm willing to bet that if somehow we could pull up stats, the team the Gators get hurt against the most has to be Kentucky. Going all the way back when Tebow had his concussion knockout. Of course, two seasons ago with Luke Del Rio breaking his foot, I believe it was, at the end of the game after the towards the end. Just craziness. And in the Trask, the name of the show today. Kyle Trask scoots on in after Felipe goes down in a gruesome injury. They wouldn't replay the injury, but if you go online, you can watch it again. It is really bad. When Franks gets rolled up behind him, uh, gets rolled up from behind, I mean, his foot goes completely the opposite direction. According to the, from today's presser with Dan Mullen, it's dislocated with a fracture. It's a six-month period of healing. Obviously, he's done for the season. I personally think he's done for good because Justin and I and a lot of Gator fans since the middle of last season have wanted anybody to quarterback but Felipe Franks. Now, we hate to see him go down with an injury. I'd rather him be benched from poor play. But life is life, things happen. And I think going forward, our team is going to be better with Trask and Emory for the simple fact that Trask can actually make decisions quicker under stress than Frank's. And according to Dan Mullen today and his presser, once again, Emory Jones is going to come in and do his thing as well. He brings a running threat. So it's going to be a lot of fun for Florida offense. And I, I can almost guarantee you we're going to be scoring more points. Are we going to win every game? No, because our defense is paper thin. But it's an exciting time for Gators. I truly believe Kyle Trask is a great quarterback, and he's going to prove it. Obviously, 19-straight-point comeback against Kentucky in the fourth quarter. Now, it wasn't all Trask. There were a lot of crazy things that happened. One thing we learned on the defensive side is that David Reese is a grown man. So David Reese was a part of 16 tackles during the game. 13 of those were solo tackles, and two in a row, which were really important in that fourth quarter comeback, Kentucky had the ball, we had just scored, Uh, momentum's now on our side, Kentucky gets the ball back, and they're driving, but they come up to a third and short, and they try running up the gut. Who's there to stop him? David Reese. Right up the middle. Solo tackle. Stopped. No gain. They go forward on fourth down. Almost the same play again. Up the gut. Once again, who's the man? David Reese. Tackle. Boom. Turnover. We go back down and score. David Reese is amazing. He is him and Zuniga are our best players. Maybe CJ Henderson at cornerback, but hopefully he'll be back next week from injury from last week. But somebody who's not doing so good as Marco Wilson, that guy is completely a ghost. Man, he got injured last year at Kentucky, out for the whole season. So this is sort of a big game for him. You know, a lot of I'm sure a lot of emotions going on for him, but he did not perform very well. Absolutely not. So hopefully some of our defense, we're paper thin, not a whole lot of depth. They can get um, back to healthy. And do something better going forward. Tennessee shouldn't pose too much of a challenge coming in. But you never know. But the fourth quarter was just magical for the Gators. And also, you know, Kentucky had the game one with a field goal. Just a chip field goal. In fact, as they're there, down in near the red zone, I was typing to my Facebook chat group with... Eric Richard and Justin and I was saying oh well boys it's over dot 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 we we had a good comeback because I'm just just expecting they're going to make this easy field goal and then they miss it wide right it's just very magical for us it wasn't blocked or tipped or anything it was just a shank off to the right and they had the game won but Kentucky going to Kentucky You know, I mean, man, if you're a Kentucky fan, how miserable are you? You're just miserable. Anyway, Trask is the man going forward. It's going to be awesome to watch. It's just a fresh breath of air. Absolutely. I just don't know why Mullen stuck with Franks for so long, other than he's probably just... I I have no idea. But... Some guys perform better under stress and some guys perform better in practice. Franks obviously was a practice guy, not a game guy. Trask, Kentucky, proved he is a game player. He performs best in the game. Now, I'm interested to see what's going to happen, but here's one thing I can guarantee. Throwing the ball, moving forward, will absolutely be more exciting and dynamic. The way he reads from left to right, right to left, his decision-making is so quick. It's so refreshing where Franks would hike the ball, hold on to it for a few minutes. I shouldn't say a few minutes. Hold on to it for a few seconds too late before he threw the ball. Like He would see the window of opportunity to throw the ball, not throw it. Whether he's scared for an interception or whatever. And then throw it too late. Over and over again. Just slow Neanderthal. Well, he's gone, and I think it's a blessing in disguise. And I I'm firmly I, I firmly believe that he will not get the starting position again. Maybe he'll move the tight end or transfer away. I just it's just what happens in college football. Starters get hurt. Happened to Clemson. Kelly Bryant got hurt. Goes out. Trevor Lawrence comes in. Absolutely dominates. Goodbye, Kelly Bryant. This happens in college football. And I'm happy that we're moving on. I'm not happy he got hurt. Because that's just... who Whoever wants that. But I'm happy that we're fortunate enough to have a good decision-making quarterback coming forward or going forward. All right. All right. All right. Let's take a fly around the sec. Of course, we're going to do good, bad and garbage. Not a whole lot to report this week. Just a bunch of poop, poop games, but here we go in the good. you got Alabama over South Carolina. Now, the takeaway here is Alabama does not look like the Alabama that we're used to. On offense, they do. Defense, not so much. South Carolina only scored 23 points on them, and I know 23 points or whatever, but they moved the ball all day on Bama. They just couldn't punch it in with a backup quarterback. So uh, what this means is Alabama is going to have great games against LSU – and Auburn, it's, it's going to be fascinating. Those games are going to be must-watch games. I think they're going to be a lot closer than they have been the last few years. But moving on, flying around, Auburn, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Mizzou, and Texas A&M all feast upon their relative cupcakes. Not a whole lot to report there. No memes coming out. Nothing fun. Just a bunch of wins. Tennessee starts to rebuild Neyland Stadium after the destruction the last few weeks. They're picking up the bricks one by one and putting it back together. They shut out Chattanooga. Now I know Chattanooga is just Chattanooga. But anytime you can shut out somebody at home is fantastic. So we'll see. They come into the Gators this coming weekend to the Florida Field. You know, they lost last week to BYU and they're. Crazy last second, second OT fashion, but BYU beat USC this weekend pretty handedly. So that looking back, that Tennessee's loss to, be able to BYU may not be as bad as perceived last week. I still think we're going to beat them handedly, because they're still let's face it, they're still a dumpster truck driving. All right, so we'll see. I think we'll beat them by. 21 points 21 points personally i'm feeling pretty good about it but they moved from the garbage to the to the good section and the last team in the good section is arkansas so they actually did something good they beat colorado state but i mean come on let's be honest do we still really care about arkansas no we don't so let's go to the bad only three teams in the bad Kentucky obviously losing to us. South Carolina losing to Alabama. We talked about them. But here we go. The, the worst loss. The worst team in the SEC on Saturday was Mississippi State losing to Kansas State at home. This game was in our college football pick'em. None of us picked Kansas State. Man, the Cowbells are going to be put away here for the rest of the season. If you're a Mississippi State fan, you are beside yourself. I mean, Dan Mullen's long gone. You know, not even a smell of him in the air still. This team is headed down into the dumpster depths of the earth that we're used to them being. Not looking good for Miss State. They are on the decline. So good luck, Mississippi State. And of course, in the garbage, there's nobody because Vandy wasn't playing. If Vandy was playing, they would have lost whoever they were playing and they would be in the garbage section. But that's it for the SEC section. All right, let's take a trip around the NCAA. Kind of like the SEC, there's not a whole lot that's going on. Kind of a lame duck week three. But the biggest game of the day was UCF blowing out Stanford. Absolutely annihilating Stanford. Now this game is also in our college football pick'em. I picked UCF, thank goodness. Some people picked Stanford and they lost out on a lot of points, but UCF absolutely wrecked Stanford. You know, the most interesting thing about this game wasn't the actual game. It was the amount of people in the stands and how crazy they were. It was unreal. UCF fans are going nuts. That's what happens when you have a winning team. You know, people actually show up to the games. And I heard the announcers say that before the game, the admin had to turn away 5,000 college students because they ran out of tickets. 5,000. That is impressive. So... I have an idea. Let's take out Vanderbilt from the SEC. Let's bring in UCF. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. Their school is bigger than UF. They absolutely have proven they can beat big, big dog teams. Let's bring them in. Let's just kick out Vandy. Keep flying around. Iowa, Iowa State. I didn't watch it. This This is the Corn Bowl. I mean, nobody cares about this game. Nobody cares. Moving on. Temple over Maryland. Oh my word. Temple beating Maryland. Just let that sink in. Nothing more needs to be said. The Citadel beating Georgia Tech. This is Jeff Collins, our old DC from 2015 16, I think. Our defensive coordinator, Jeff Collins. Head coaching Georgia Tech, they get rid of the tri- the triple option, which Georgia Tech is just known for, and this is what happens: you get rid of the triple tech, the triple option, you lose to the Citadel. I mean this this might be worse than Georgia State. I don't think so, but holy moly, that is going to hurt that program. And of course, the sweetest victory of the day, other than the Gators beating. Kentucky, Virginia over FSU. Now, this game was kind of back and forth. FSU actually played better than I thought they would. They honestly did. In fact, it came down to the very last few seconds where they're they're being FSU's clock management was absolutely terrible. They get down to like the two-yard line or so with like three seconds left, and even the announcers were like, oh, they're going to call Hike here. They're going to spike it. So, you know, they can gather up for one more play, try to punch it into the end zone to tie it up. They were down seven. What happens? Blackman, their quarterback, calls Hike. Doesn't spike it. Runs around completely lost. Gets sacked. Game over. Virginia wins. None of us could believe it. And that's just another thing. It's just coaching. There's just, it's non-existent. And to think that at one time, Oregon and FSU were fighting over Willie Taggart. And there were a section of Gator fans that wanted Willie Taggart to be the coach of the Gators. Whoo! You know, dodging the bullet of Chip Kelly, dodging the bullet of Willie Taggart. And we got Dan, the man, Mullen. You know, I would kiss Dan Mullen if I could right now. I am so happy we have Dan Mullen. Just watching him on the press conferences is just fantastic. A coach that actually cares and can coach. That can actually coach. That'll, that'll do it for the SAA. Not a whole lot going on. Week four should be a lot more exciting. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the flip.